I was very hungover. I was just like lying in my bed. As was, one does at church. Yeah. <laughs> Brunch, hit it, boys. All right, we're recording, and uh, there's some breaking news. We're recording this Wednesday afternoon. If uh, you're into the same sort of stuff that Pete and I are into, you probably got bombarded with this information. And um, we, uh, intellectuals, are going to talk about uh, Phoebe Bridgers' music instead. So, uh, So nice try. Nice try, Satan. <laughs> okay. It's a it's a real test of uh of like our brand and a real test of who we are as a podcast and what we are as a podcast. I mean, we can talk about it without this is like a test for the world and I hope that uh I want to see how long we could talk about it <laughs> without talking about it. Um, well, we saw we're talking about it without talking about it. Uh Phoebe Bridgers legend did a uh an interview and shoot with Playboy which honestly I did not I knew that Playboy had either died or they stopped doing photos or something. But anyway, she... They stopped doing nudity and then they changed back to doing nudity. Okay, so Phoebe Bridgers did the the whole shebang with uh, Playboy, ordered the works. And uh, everybody's very excited for, not for like, I don't know, not for like 12-year-olds on the internet reasons. No, no, I still like... like Oh my God, we stand. That's like been yeah. the reaction I've seen. And it's it's more like it's more like a good for you than it is like a ooh, good for me kind of deal now. I, yeah, oh yeah. I, I think that uh I I think the, the conversation with uh God, brilliant Phoebe Bridgers, she's like forcing us to sound like a couple idiots talking about this. Like, hey, yeah, there's nothing wrong with taking pee. <laughs> fucking obviously. Um right. but it is it is funny, like we were just about to record and we were like, we have to talk about this because everybody is freaking out about it. So it's like, for me, I, I'm like, wow, good for you for having like that confidence to just be like, I'm going to put my nudes basically out there and like take nude photographs. And like stars in their prime. I don't know. Like on, I'll tell you what, like I've, I've never been like a, I wasn't never like a, I was too afraid of getting like in, in trouble on my parents' computer or anything to like look up like, <laughs> oh, naked pictures of this celebrity or anything. And I, I don't know if that, that still exists, but it, it, my recollection from adolescence was like stars in their prime just didn't just, it wasn't a very common thing. Right. And I would say that like, and when I say like prime, I mean, I don't mean like age wise. I mean like the, um, like her, her career, like Phoebe Bridges has never been bigger. She's right. like become a, and we'll, we'll talk about this in uh, her album. She's re- really like th- this like post post emo singer songwriter and is sort of like filling the current space of like a Blink-182. And everybody is so excited about this, this album and everything. So like, I, I don't know. I just feel like, in my recollection, that was not something a, a star that big with that, that that was really really hitting their stride popularity wise would do. So uh, fuck you know yeah, Phoebe is? Bridgers, just fucking shit up. I feel like Phoebe Bridgers is like Billie Eilish without the pop aspect to it. Oh, she's um, yeah. I mean, musically, 
I, I love her new album so much. Uh, musically, I feel bad for people who like Phoebe Bridgers and listen to her now because she's cool that were afraid to listen to Sarah Bareilles because she would jump onto the top 40 from time to time. Because I'm, I'm telling you, man, if you like this album from Phoebe Bridgers, which I love, you would be all about like Sarah Bareilles' first two albums. It all ties they, back to Bareilles for you. It, it really is. Like, it's... <laughs> These the some of these songs on this album are and this is a, a very high compliment. They're like old Borellis deep cuts, which uh, is a real pinnacle of of singer songwriter stuff. Because with singer songwriter, like the reason I love Father John Misty, I think that he kind of qualifies as singer songwriter. But singer songwriter music typically is like five chords, melodies that you've heard a million times, and really it's like the lyrics that you fall in love with. But Father John Misty's a little weirder. Sarah Bareilles, I think, is uh, a little more sophisticated. And Phoebe Bridgers is kind of a combination of, of both. So um, the big conversation with Phoebe Bridgers is, is not going to, in all seriousness, is not going to be like, oh, she did this photo shoot. It, more it's going to be that uh, Phoebe Bridgers is really, really uh, hot, on the, hot on the streets these days. I'm more interested, like, I know you said we're not going to talk about the photo shoot, but I'm more interested in the fact that she, like the Instagram thing. The Instagram is is wild. Has her Instagram name always been fake nudes? Yes. That's incredible. For as long as I've followed her at least. Yeah. That's hilarious. And uh, I can't believe that like Instagram is like letting those pictures up. Instagram is notoriously strict about censored thing. Barely. They they are the... The Most, lightest, yeah, the yeah, lightest bit of censoring that you could possibly have. Pardon if I'm f- Photoshop heads. Pardon if I'm saying this word wrong. Maybe I, maybe I won't have to say it. The word is oh, you love this word. A C I T Y. I had to opacity. I whatever. I had to say it to you the other day, <laughs> and I was like, damn it! I have to try to say this word for the first time in my life. Um, maybe I'll avoid using it. I think uh, it's opacity. It's like, when you use opacity. the. Well, I know that opaque is a word, so maybe, but I don't know. Anyway, uh, when you use like blurring and stuff like that on Photoshop, there is a setting like between zero and 100. (laughs) That that censoring is like on a four. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like when you look at the thumbnail, you can't even tell that it's censored. I, right, I, I didn't know that that it was censored. So Uh, I can't can't believe, like Instagram is notoriously strict about taking down anything that's like close to nudity. So... Uh, um, good, good for her. Yes, uh, I did. I did have a little going into this album, uh, Punisher. Very, very highly anticipated. P- I feel like people were writing columns and running interviews with this uh, about this forever, and very highly anticipated. I think the anticipation paid off, but I did have like one little like oh no kind of worry with Phoebe Bridgers because she's so she's if you follow her on Twitter obviously she's like one of the funniest Twitter accounts of, of musicians I follow also shout out Eric Slick from Dr. Dog and uh, Shane from Houndmouth he's hilarious anyway she's got such a funny Twitter account and her music like I don't know like if, if you like Father John Misty you're going to like Phoebe Bridgers it's that kind of vibe where but it's it's, it's less like abrasive but anyway, she's got yeah. like this, this very funny vibe and 
just is like effortlessly cool. There was an interview she did with Uprox where she referenced one of the lyrics on, I forget what song it is. It might be, um, and it doesn't matter, but she has a lyric about uh, hating tears in heaven. And mm-hmm. it's like, uh, we hate tears in heaven, but it's sad that that guy's baby died. So there's a conversation about like, do you really hate Eric Clapton? And she was like, oh God, yeah, I fucking hate Eric Clapton. And she referenced, I think it was 1976, something I didn't know about until recently. He, Eric Clapton, during one of his concerts, was uh, said some like really horrible, like terrible racist stuff. There was somebody that was running for something, and I, pardon me, for, for not knowing he was running for something and the guy's platform was basically like, he was really pushing segregation and Clapton was saying like, Hey, like I dig this guy. Like, well, what, what's wrong with, what's wrong with every, like the, the white people being with the white people. About, and, like, just really, really horrible yes. stuff. Like, it, God, like when I, when I so someone popped, this came up a couple years ago because people were like, people were saying like, I have real trouble, like reconciling, enjoying Eric Clapton's music and, and knowing that he, that he did this. So like, it was, and he's since uh, said that he was like mortified by it. And he's said he was on drugs and all the, all this sort of stuff. But anyway, she referenced that and um, she was like, Oh, I, I hate him. He said this, he said this horrible racist thing. so like, like fuck him. He's a horrible guy and, and everything, which, it, sure of, of course but then the follow-up was like so do you hate his music and she was like oh yeah his music's so lame she's like it's his she said his music is so fucking white and that's where i was like oh no thebes <laughs> you kind of have the whitest music in the world which isn't a a, a knock i would say like her that that kind of genre is uh notoriously uh not necessarily panned but just like it is what like a person standing up there with a a a guitar uh singing that they have the sads is uh without without it being like blues music is of course like considered like a very like white thing so i always thought i was like wait is is there maybe like a lack of self-awareness there but i don't know maybe it was just a bad quote and a, a weird quote but anyway I don't know. Like I kind of had that antenna up. I was like, "Wait, is she like n- maybe not in ha- on her own jokes?" Joke. <laughs> yeah. But and then I wondered. I was like, "Wait, if she's not, is like Father John Misty not on in on his own jokes or whatever?" And that just shows how much time we have to be sitting around thinking of absolutely stupid things. That like I looked at that quote for like two hours, and I was like, "Ah." Anyway, the album is. Awesome. I know you, you haven't listened to it uh, a ton yet. Not yet. Yeah. So I, I've done, I listened to it a bunch the day it came out, loved it and kind of put it down for a little bit. And then today I realized Haim has a new album coming out Friday. And it's sort of that um, when Howmouth came out with Little Neon Limelight and mm-hmm. then Kendrick came out with uh, To Pimp Butterfly like three days later, I was like, all right, Howmouth. We're going to get to know each other very well in these three days because there's a good chance I'm not going to be able to listen to this for or anything else for a long time because this album's probably going to come come out and take over the world, which it did. Uh, I, so I'm, I'm cramming this Punisher album 
and I love it so much. I think it's the the best album of the year. I think that I, I was already crazy about Kyoto and I See You, which she put out before. Wasn't very big into Garden Song, but like most of the other songs on the album are great, and a few of them are unbelievable. There is uh, everyone was really excited about. I forget what it's called. Something it ends in two. Um, it, but but it's uh, with uh, the boy genius girls and that's terrific. So uh, two huge thumbs up on on the new Bridgers. Very nice. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very excited to get like a block of time where I can just listen to the whole thing, like possibly in the car or whatever. But like uh, I haven't dove into it. Um, but in, on like the topic of the of the Heim album, I feel like I've like heard the entire Heim album. That does feel yeah. There, there's so. Do you, you agree there was huge, it seemed like there was enormous anticipation for the Bridgers album? Yes. Definitely. But, and like there's definitely <laughs> been anti- anticipation for the Heim album, but I feel like they kind of screwed themselves by stretching it out so so thin. Right. Like if they had just put it out when it was supposed to come out, I would have been fucking amped for it because especially because there was nothing else going on at the time. Yeah, I don't like when an album comes out and you're like, okay, four new songs, you mm-hmm. know? But well, the last album too, because like the last album they did, uh, "Little Bit of Love," yeah, and uh, was it "Want, Want You Back"? Back was the other one, yeah. And I think, uh, and they'd we'd also seen them a couple times, so they they were playing um, "Nothing's Wrong" a lot. So we, you, in some way, shape, or form, you'd heard a lot of it. You'd heard it, but it wasn't accessible. Like they played "Little Bit of Your Love" once, and, yeah, and it was on like one of those late night shows, and then they. I don't think it came out until the album came out. Yeah. I don't think that they released it. That's a good point. Yeah. I remember they, they were playing little of your love um, in its kind of first iteration when they played Boston calling. And when we saw them at Lollapalooza and it was like same, same song, but just like drastically different arrangement. And then they played it on SNL and it like sounded like an ELO song. And I remember being like, now I'm intrigued to hear this song. Like, what the hell is it? Is, is the next one going to be like a hip-hop version or something? And then it ended up uh, being essentially the, the, the ELO-sounding thing. But you're right. They're, I think that they teased a lot more. They teased a lot more in the last album, and I like that. Yeah. Like, I feel like I've heard most of this album. Yeah. But uh, I am excited for it. I'm hoping, here's a take. I'm hoping it's really good. <laughs> yeah that's a that's a really bold uh bold thing for you to say this and, is uh, the uh it's the first i think it's the first co-produced album they've done it's usually i'd have to look at the last one i think that i know that the first one was definitely all ariel rekshide and i think the second one was all ariel rekshide but maybe danielle may have been producing it but i think that this this one's definitely ariel rekshide rostam and i think danielle which hmm. that's kind of i mean ariel rekshide and danielle were obviously a huge influence production and sound wise on uh father of the bribe by vampire weekend which was my favorite album last year so maybe i don't know maybe we uh maybe there, there's going to be some of that magic on it there were they did put out a video with little clips of the songs with them walking around and uh you know what that video was it was basically the uh the meme of leonardo DiCaprio 
pointing at the screen with the beer can. Oh yeah. Because, oh, yeah. uh, because it, that's because it was just all the titles of the songs and the only the clips that they were playing were just like the title of the song just identifying it. Yeah, yeah 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 so it's just that it was that meme i had a i, I used that meme today actually oh did you yeah jack harlow dropped the uh remix to what's poppin uh and it uh Features a whole whole slew of of, of rappers, including the Baby and uh, Tunchi, and one of the lines in it. So I, I tweeted out like this is good or something, and one of the lines at the beginning was like uh, these guys, my sons, like Phoenix, and one of my friends responded to it with like that's a great line. So I responded, sports fans when they hear a bar about sports, and it's <laughs> and it was. That. that is for sure a thing. And I think that's like a, it's kind of embarrassing that sports fans do that. Yeah. I like, used to be that guy too. They all like, they referenced. <laughs> you know, who used to do that a ton and I loved him for it when I was in like college. Wale. Oh, I thought you were going to say. Wale was the biggest like sports dropper. Uh, what was, uh, I'm going to find, Pusha T had a, a good like A-Rod uh, telling on everybody. Uh, push a T. Yeah, I know that this sounds like a stupid exercise to be like, what are times that that music has or that sports? Yeah, it's not. This is like a. This isn't a BuzzFeed article. Ten yeah. times that rappers shouted out sports fans. Uh, let's do ten times that rappers referenced hockey. That's less common. Wale, who? Uh, which? What did uh, he do? There was he did uh, Alex Ovechkin on one song. Okay. Um, I'm sure that like Gretzky has a bunch of them. I wonder if Gretzky was um, Lil Wayne did uh, Boston Bruins. Remember that? Yep. Blood Gang, B Word, Big B's, Boston Bruins. Oh, I got uh, the ten best rap, rap lyrics about hockey. Really? Yeah, it was a uh, nothing a but a G thing. Uh, Snoop was wearing a Penguins jersey. J Cole can't get enough. Won't brag, but the boy been blessed, Maine. Let you play with the stick, Ovechkin. So you must have said oh. like Ovechkin yeah, or something. A, I like that. Uh, Bodega Bams, El Rey, Chinchilla in the summer, how you fade. Don't turn into a mark for, for the ice like Messier. I like that. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Hoodie Allen, Long Island Iced Tea. And you eating salad, but we will be skating through. I am Sidney Crosby, and you probably ain't made it, dude. <laughs> That's that. pretty good. Uh, Lil Wayne, upgrade you freestyle. Put a motherfucker on ice like the Maple Leafs. That's a hockey team, and I ain't, ain't on no hockey team. Did he say that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I'm a champion. Where's the fucking Rocky theme? That is a fucking bar, That's dude. The best. <laughs> Put a motherfucker on ice like the Maple Leafs. That's a hockey team, and I ain't on no hockey team. But I'm a champion. Where's the fucking Rocky theme? That's such a good line. Put a motherfucker on ice like the Maple Leafs. Has a hockey team, and I ain't on no hockey team. But I'm a champion. Where's the fucking Rocky theme? Uh, a fabulous ghetto or a fabulous ghetto. Uh, they tried to put two nines on me just like Gretzky, but my lawyer saw through it just like wet tees. <laughs> that's pretty, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, 
Lightborn, Divine Arrival, uh, Avalanche Advantage Tactic, Hattrick like Joe Sackick. Okay. All right. Cuddy Kirby, Let a Charmed Life. Stand Up Guy, Man Call Me Marty Brodeur. They Want the Psychedelics, Hit Him With the Cure. Okay. I don't know if I'd call Stand Up Guy Marty Brodeur, but he's, he's a stand-up goalie. Tribe Called Quest, Keep It Rolling. Was he? Yeah. Uh. Large Professor in the House, You Know How We Do. I Skate on Your Crew like Mario Lemieux. That's pretty good. Pretty solid. Wale. Crazy if he said Claude Lemieux. Because Claude Lemieux is more likely to actually skate over somebody <laughs> and injure them. Wale, the feature heavy song. Do it for the capital. Wale Ovechkin. Uh, SB Hundreds. Yes, dear. I'm on that venison. More or less. Lindros. Flyer than the rest of them. Mind my intentions. They ain't nothing similar. Sideways talk. Go get your neck like Zednik. Oh. A Whoa. Richard Zegnick throat slit. Reference. Yeah. Wow. Wait, who said that? Wale. Wow. So he's a hockey fan. Yeah. Wale likes hockey. Uh, open Mike Eagle qualifiers. I ain't played Call of Duty. Smoke you in Goldeneye. RPG. Roll the die. JPG. Kobe tie. PG 13. Cobra Kai. PPG. Luke Robitaille. That's great. That's pretty so- great. <laughs> I like so I like their hockey references because I don't know f- football, basketball, baseball. Obviously, when a lot of these songs came out, were were bigger, more popular leagues. So if if if, if you're going to let hockey in on the fun, I'd like some MLS bars as well. <laughs> all right, all right, and NWSL bars as well. I uh, it's it's really annoying because like people like hockey when they give it a chance. And so, like, to see all these Please people, like, my sport. Like, here he goes. I know, but, like, it, <laughs> it's, um, it's so true. It do be it's like so that. <laughs> it's so true. People like hockey when they give it a chance. They just don't give it a chance. No, it's a great line. Uh, it's uh, from Ab Soul's verse in uh, Smoke Again by Chance the Rapper. He, he says, uh, we kicked it, then I score. Soccer game. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I, I figure that's where... I was going. I like when sport, like I like when sports bars are like that obvious. Yeah, I mean, like you like the intentionally corny, intentionally like stupid dad joke sort of ones. Yeah, I mean, I'll pass it to you, and I talk or like take a hit and pass it. But I ain't talking about sports, man. Fucking bar. Oh, bars. bars. He could have been. He could have been. It's, it's in passing. Those happen in sports. I don't know. So that's a sneak peek of the lyrics on the the new uh, Heim album. You want to talk about, we can talk about HBO for a second. We, we can go in a few days. Oh, you know what? Let's plug, uh, let's plug what's cooking because we did what's cooking where we listened to Dane Cook. <laughs> and just By the see way, how like, that's going. Is, I mean, this has never happened in brunch history where we talked about something on an episode and had it done immediately. Quickly. Like, did like it. yeah, this is we, we talked about it last week with Jeff, and then all of a sudden we turned around, we were like, hey, let's actually do this. And we got it done, and it was so much fun, and it was way bigger than of a success than I thought it would be. It was so much fun, and... I know that, that you can go back and kind of watch it on your stream, but a lot of it's muted out because it's uh not a lot of it, it's just small okay. portions. But anyway, it's 
I wouldn't want to go back and watch it. I would want to like be there for it because the chat is great. Like I signed up for an account so I can chat during it. The uh, the commenters make it so much fun because we're all kind of we we've all heard a lot of it and we're all kind of trying to remember. And there's like a, there's a lot of like oh I know what's coming next. Mm-hmm. The uh, the 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 big takeaway though was uh, doing a Sopranos. Oh, whenever he says something that would not fly today. Yes, that was uh, that was for sure my uh, my my top top moment <laughs> in the uh, or my top takeaway from the from that stream. And I'm going to make custom emotes that like people can drop in, and it's basically like an emoji. And it's going to be hey oh yeah. yeah I'm going to make make custom ones uh, of those for the next one, which will be Friday because we are doing retaliation on Friday that we decided a time, uh, nine Uh, o'clock. Yes. Nine o'clock. Okay. So, uh, please drop by the Twitch stream. It's twitch.tv P Blackburn. Um, and drop by, it's so much fun. We're going to do it. It's going to be a Friday night. Just like get a get a couple beers, come hang out, listen to Dane cook with us, just react to it. Do it. It's such a simple idea in theory, but it was so fun. I agree. It we was were both, so fun. We were pretty giddy during and after. It yeah. was a lot of fun. So uh, definitely check it out. Thanks to everybody who uh, did did the first one. Like we were getting a lot of like, I don't know why this is so much fun, but it is. Right? Yeah. It was. I don't. It was a lot of. Uh, I don't know what to expect, but I'm just here to watch it unfold, and then like 10 minutes into it, people are like, all right, I'm, I'm in on this. I'm sticking around. Right. Like, and our, our numbers, like were pretty high the entire time we were around like 70, 80, 90 viewers the entire time, which that doesn't happen very often. And That's it means, cool. that, and it means that every that a lot of people were watching the entire time, which I'm extremely excited about. Awesome. Well, please. And I'm also extremely excited about retaliation because that is, uh, we were trying to figure out last week, what the the dane cook album was with him like holding the sword and uh that's retaliation. Oh, right. yes that's and the second that's one. that's the first comedy album that i've ever owned so i'm going to know uh it's going to be a lot of stuff flooding back i don't know exactly what's on there because i thought that a lot of the stuff that was on retaliation ended up being harmful of swallowed yeah see i don't i'm intentionally not looking at the track list because i don't remember which stuff was on that? Did Shit uh, on the Coats is for sure on it. Oh, right. Shit on the Coats is that was... That's the opening bit? Oh, God. Yeah, it's it's not all... Again, it's it's not all good. <laughs> um, but that's but, good. And and uh, by the way, if you didn't watch last week's thing, Dane Cook, a lot of it, not good. It oh, yeah. A lot of it does not age well. But we did crack why he was so successful because everybody gets it. Mm-hmm. It's so easy and it's so basic. And then he just says one basic thing and then says it 500 different ways. He like he's, funny voices. He did like a half hour on how water is wet, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like 15 minutes on, hey, car accidents, those happen, huh? I can't remember now. Was, uh, was the car, was the car alarm, was that... On that was harmful not that, swallowed. No, okay, so that's Carl Arm retaliation. Is, okay, so now, yeah, I'm starting to to be able to frame retaliation a little bit. Uh, you don't even know. I think that's in the uh, retaliation, right? Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. You don't even 
right? Yeah, a lot of, I mean, just so many of those jokes are so stupid. If you guys aren't, aren't able to make it Friday, that, that bit I'm talking about is where he, he says, you don't even know like a hundred different ways. So that's that joke. <laughs> really? Uh, I'm so excited. Please, please tune in on Friday. 9 Do o'clock, we, 9 p.m. What's Eastern. A, what's our end game? Do we try to get Dane Cook to come on the pod? I would be thrilled. I would be so, so would psyched I. to have him. And I, so like, that's not to say that I don't think that Dane Cook is funny. I agree. I like he, he could be a nice guy and he could be a, a great podcast guest. And mm-hmm. I don't know, just because I think, I don't know, just because I think that your music isn't the smartest stuff doesn't I would mean never that like, I wouldn't want to go to your it. concert, you know? Yeah. I would definitely go to a Dane Cook show. And I, I would also like never make fun of Dane Cook because he was the, like the top comedian in the fucking world for right. however many years, like. He clearly did something right, even if it's not totally for me anymore. And like, again, it was the first comedy album that I had bought as a kid. So right. whatever appeal that he had, I was buying into it back then. So I'm not going to fucking make fun of him for it. We've all listened to Dane Cook. He's, he's done something that all of us have taken in. Even Agreed. if we, we, don't we are hashtag not make fun of Dane Cook gang. Obviously, if you if you want, you can say and I, I bet I'd like to have him on because I bet he would say this. The parts where we say, oh, I bet he, he would probably, absolutely yeah. say I would not. That would not be in my set today. Mm-hmm. Not because I'm afraid of PC police or anything, because that's not how I talk right now. And yeah, he's just not a, he's not that dude anymore. And like, it's a different we're living in a different time. Exactly, like, right. Shit just isn't exactly anymore. Right. Like people, un- unfortunately, when he made those when he said the, the F word a, a, a few times, it was getting huge laughs because unfortunately people said that word and people laughed at it back then, which is around not to get on like a, a, a a tangent here, but um, I do think as as we talk about like the Drew Brees thing, like the goal is for everybody to get better. I think you, you have to consider like, like it'd be great to say, time was never nobody ever said anything bad and then the people who did say things bad were the bad ones unfortunately like it was very commonplace to say like bad shit so yeah. i and it's good I, that it is anymore i can't believe it like it legitimately stunned me that he ended on a hard f he he his was, set his ugh. set his hour long set ended with like a joke that like the joke was that he just dropped a hard f Right, and he got like a standing ovation, which we, we were trying to wrap our heads around saying like even like acknowledging what I just said, which is like people used to say worse shit. Um, I, I don't understand how like so like it was just funny that he said that word. Yeah, I don't I don't get it. I just I, I couldn't wrap my head around it that that was like a knockoff walk off home run. Yeah, but. Given that crowd, they were laughing so hard at everything. Yep. He could have said, he could have told absolutely any joke. Anyway, well, uh, hopefully, I don't know, we can track. I bet the O's go down a little bit because that's a couple years later in the second album. Mm-hmm. And I I, again, I, we'll and maybe you go to, to one of his shows now, you're, uh, you're not catching any of it. Well, what weirds me out is the, uh, the I'll, I'll loop back or this will come full circle now, maybe even vicious circle. What weirds me out is when like an artist who existed in a time when people said worse things does something modern and they still sound like that. And you're like, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Like I, 
I want to be able to say like, this was just a reflection of the times. Like, what are you doing, dude? Um, <laughs> Dr. Dre and I need a doctor. I, I reference this a lot. His verse in I need a doctor, which came out like, I don't know, like five, six years ago or something. Drops, he drops a hard F and you're just like, oh, really? that yeah, like really pierces the ear, dude. Like, don't like, even Eminem like knows that these days, right? Like, I think that that Eminem probably be like, actually, I don't know who Eminem. Eminem certainly was uh, shock value was a big part of his uh, yeah his thing. Anyway, um, on the subject of how 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 is there an HBO tie in here? We were talking about something that had the, the Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was something that we were talking about HBO that had a tie into HBO. And I wanted to use that to connect us to the Rotten Tomatoes conversation. Anyway, HBO did a, a Rotten Tomatoes did a thing as a bracket of HBO stuff. HBO what's the, shows what's the best HBO show ever. Right. And it's got everybody talking about that and coming up with their fi- top five lists, their top 10 lists and everything. And I don't know. I'm stupid. It just made me realize like, Oh shit. There were a lot of, uh, there were a lot of good HBO shows. Like I saw, I saw people making their top fives and I was like, wow, everybody's hating on insecure. I'm not seeing insecure in here. Once. Mean, what are these people not watch insecure? What the hell's wrong with them? And then I saw everyone's top fives and I was like, oh yeah, that'd be in my top five. So <laughs> that, so that, so that, oh yeah, veep shit. Uh, Kirby HBO has HBO had show. Some bangers, man. Right. So I was like, man, I was a little quick to judge. I like yeah. I was I saw a Lights Camera podcast put it out or whatever, and I was like, "Do they just are they like in a a base of entirely non insecure people watching? I haven't seen one of these and uh, or non secure insecure watching people." But yeah, shit, man, that's a that's a tough list to to make. I mean, I think the the Wire and uh, the the Wire and Sopranos are the top two, and then Curb and Veep probably come in after that. But like Game of Thrones for a lot of people, if yeah. they're able to wipe the uh, the taste out of their mouth from the last season, pass. Yeah, I know. But uh, yeah, I mean, I I I didn't have a problem with the last season of uh, Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, because it made everybody hate Game of Thrones, and you were like, no. finally, <laughs> no, oh no, you can't have a problem with it if you can't see it. Right. If you don't see it, that's well, that's the that's wrong. That's that's just that's not how the internet works anymore. That's the reverse. Don't knock it till you try it. Can't well, knock it. Didn't try it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you couldn't, if you couldn't uh, hate something without seeing it, then uh, nobody would have cared about the Joker. I will say there's there's like a little more than usual. There's an acknowledgement that Twitter sucks of late, and yeah. to speak Twitter language. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that everyone is like reminding themselves like, yo, this is the worst. <laughs> Twitter is where people come to be the worst. It's poison their brain. Like I'm, right. I'm logging on to purposely poison my brain. Right. Like between white liberals, this is, and this is sad. I saw some tweets about this. Like white liberals kind of like bastardizing the George Floyd murder and the, the aftermath of like, uh, you, you're seeing a lot of like white liberals using it to be, to, to do certain things that it's like, ah, oh, please don't please, please. Can we please stay on topic? This is mm-hmm. super, super important. Can we just, can we, can we focus on like police brutality and the, these important, like the, the black community kind of needs us here. Don't fuck us up. White liberals and white liberals are like, 
Yeah, but I, if, you, if I can just speak for a second. <laughs> so like, that's, that's really disheartening. Um, and th- there's a million reasons to, to be upset with Twitter. But I'll say this. A dear friend of mine was, uh, gave his first sermon on Sunday. And he, he said, hey, I'm going to be giving a, a, a sermon on Sunday. I was like, no way. That's so cool, dude. And he was like, it's actually going to be streaming if you want to watch it, which the chutzpah on him. If yeah. there was a live stream of something, I've, of me doing something I've never the done first before, time, yeah. I would not be giving people the link. No, no. <laughs> I would not be sharing the link. I would hope that it like archives and then if it goes well, I'll send you the link. Perfect. Exactly. You, yeah. you were cut from the same cloth. That's exactly yeah. what I'm doing. I'll, I'll do a snippet and I'll post it on Instagram later. Be like, oh, they cut this up pretty cool. When in reality, if, like I requested the video. Yeah. If you, uh, if you missed it because I didn't tell anybody about it, feel free to go check out this thing. Right. So I watched it and he was like, uh, he was like, it starts at, I think he said it starts at like 10.30. I'm going to be on about 11.15, but who knows? It's, it's, it's fluid. It's church. Mm-hmm. Time is certainly... Uh, t- time is not strict in my church-going experience. They'll, they'll say, hey, it's going to be a 10-minute like service. It's, it's completely be, made up. Oh, all right. <laughs> I'm, I'm being nice about church here. I'm being nice about church here. Um, okay. Al- although I am not a, a religious person. I tuned in at like, I don't know, 1045. I was like, I'll watch a little bit of church before we get to, uh, to my buddy. I'll watch here. a little bit of church. Yeah, I'll catch an episode of uh, church. And a webisode. Oh, it's a Bible webisode. That, oh, whoa. Bang. Very That's cool. It's a callback. And I'll tell you, man, it warmed my heart. And I hate that my thought the whole time was like, all of these messages are the exact opposite of Twitter. Like it was so much of it was a, Positive. a it was like, it, it was quite musical. So I was into that. I always, I always love the musical element of church. Uh, but the message by and large was like, I am in, this happens a lot with church like that. I have sin, forgive me sort of stuff, repentance and whatnot. But mm-hmm. it, a lot of it was like, I am trying my hardest, but I fail and I, I struggle and I fall down and like, Lord, I need you to help me to see me through a lot of things and help me get better. And I, I'm trying to get better and everything. And I was like, wow, that's such a basic, that's such a basic principle, but it so flies in the face of Twitter where it's like, you failed. You, you better hope. You better hope you're perfect, man. Yeah. If you put out that tweet saying Major League Soccer is the first league back, <laughs> and this that super mean athletic writer who sicked everybody on me is like, this person hates women, then that that is it's so the opposite. And I I knew that, that when that happened, and that it's that stuff like that's happened to, to you and everything, and it's it's so upsetting. Um, to, to have in your, in your psyche that like, if I, I ever make like any I sort of mistake, yeah. I'm a bad person, right. which yeah. I don't know, like, obviously we're, we're all bad, bad people. And like, we're all trying to be better people or, or we're all sinners, et cetera, et cetera. We're flawed people. Right. Yes, exactly. We're, we're all flawed people, but, um, 
I don't know. Twitter, obviously, I'm not telling any tales out of school, is so based on like any mistake means whether it's not necessarily like an offensive mistake, which I could certainly see. Like when I tweeted that thing saying that the that Major League Soccer was the, the first league back, I could see how people would be hurt by that if they're like if you're a real big fan of uh, NWSL, it's very easy to deduce like, well, this person either doesn't know about a women's soccer league or they don't care. And right. either one hurts like for a thing that you care about. Of, of course. Um, so whether you're, you're, whether it's an offensive thing or, or not, if you tweet something stupid and you misspell a word or whatever, you're just going to get dunked on. And like, people are going to be very mean to you, which is something that like the last, I don't know, maybe year I, I've been kind of working on. I, I've, I've moved away from the, the, the quote tweets of, like dunking on people, although I, I still kind of do it. But I just, I just don't like that, that, that practice that, that we're all in of if there's an opportunity to make fun of somebody or if anybody makes any sort of mistake with anything. And again, I'm not necessarily talking about offensive mistakes or hurtful mistakes or, or anything like that, or even like a, just a, a, a hurtful thing. Anyway, the, there's this kind of, on Twitter, there's this very real fear of like, if I don't do Twitter perfectly, I'm going to get made fun of or I'm going to do whatever. I'm not going to be cool anymore, any of this sort of thing. And this church thing was like, hey, I can't get through a day without making a mistake. And I was like, yo, me too. I, oh my, yeah. Like I'm, I'm yeah. And I was like, all, all these people are sitting here listening to this good message. And it made me feel so good about church. So you, so you listened to a sermon on Twitter that was this is before my friend, by the way. My friend gave a good speech. Shout out okay. to him. But uh, <laughs> so it was the other guy before <laughs> that, really, that really made an impact on me. The opener was crazy. I fucking yeah. left after the yeah. opener. He was so good. I got all I think of my albums. friend did all right. Yeah. Uh, you listened to a sermon on Twitter that basically turned into like a sermon about Twitter. That you related to Twitter. I didn't watch it on Twitter. Oh, I thought you did. I thought you said like here's the he was like here's the link on. Oh, Twitter. it was a it was a YouTube stream. Okay, gotcha. I don't know. It was just he was just kind of a reminder that um, the Twitter's not real, and that uh, I would say that that your one's habits shouldn't be based uh, on on Twitter. I guess like the kind of the uh, the bullying and all the um, the stuff that goes on on Twitter that that can be a deterrent to like never make a mistake, but I don't know. I don't know if that's the healthiest, uh, th- that's the healthiest thing in the world to be like, yeah. if I make a mistake or if I do anything wrong and I'll say again, I'm not necessarily saying like tweeting something like offensive or anything, because I, I hope that, that we're never tweeting anything offensive, but, um, that like, if I ever make a mistake or, or do anything wrong, I'm going to get like crapped all, all over. You know, I think that, that it's, I, I like the message of like, Hey, Constantly try to be better and know yeah. that uh, they, 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 you're going to fail sometimes. I've been, uh, I've been pulling back from, from Twitter a little bit lately. And like people, are, people have uh, started to notice, I suppose. Like they've, I've had a few people saying that like... <laughs> Not enough tweets. <laughs> no, like they've been saying like your, your Twitter sucks now. And like I feel good about the fact Dude, that I, I, think I have that influenced fine. you in so many fucking ways. <laughs> yeah. Like it's wild. This is the final one. I'm so proud of my beautiful boy. He's just like me. 
And like, I feel good about the fact (laughs) I feel good about the fact that I just don't care. I don't care if you think that my Twitter sucks. I really don't give a shit. And it's like, and my reaction to it is just like, well, what do you want me to do? Like, what do you want me to do? Because there's nothing really going on right now. I don't really have anything to say. So I'm going to do like a couple fucking stupid ass tweets. And then I'm just going to get the fuck out of there because I don't like being here for the most part anymore. So I don't care if you think that sucks. Go ahead and unfollow. I was watching a uh, live stream with uh, two members of Tally Hall, uh, a band I loved. And it was... Andrew Horowitz, brother of Stephen Horowitz, who stayed in music. He's a producer. And everybody else, some people, some members stayed in music and are, are still doing stuff. Rob Cantor did famously did the, uh, the Shia LaBeouf song and uh, that, that led to the Shia LaBeouf clapping gift that everybody uses so much. But uh, this, this was Andrew checking in with uh, Zubin Seji, their bass, their bass player, who I don't know. No one had heard from in like, let's see, 2011 was their last album. Like, I don't know, like close to 10 years. So they were just checking in with him, talking, reminiscing. And uh, he's like a doctor now and he has a family and everything leads a completely different life. And uh, he's not on social media. And someone said like, why aren't like, do you have like a private social media or do you, uh, are you just not on social media? He was like, Oh uh, yeah. Like I don't have to be for, my job or anything like if I were still a musician, then, then maybe, but I don't have to be. And I figured, um, it's probably really time consuming. And if you just cut that out of your life, you could probably get more stuff done. And I was like, Oh man, I'm telling you when I get fired or when it, like when it, whenever my time comes in the business, I was like, Ooh, that sounds really good. (laughs) That sounds really good. Maybe I'd be really bored, but I was like the idea of not having to, I don't know. There's like so many, so like there's social reasons to use uh, certain apps too. Like if you, I don't know, like Instagram, I don't, I, I, I feel more connected to my friends if I see what they're posting on Instagram, which I think is, is not necessarily healthy, but it's just a reflection of the times in which we live. Twitter is, uh, yeah, Twitter, I, we both think Twitter sucks, but I do like being able, to, I, I, I like just like tweeting my weird things. Mm-hmm. But Same. other than that, like reading Twitter and, and shit is not a, a healthy thing. No, I don't I, really do that anymore. I, I like used to wake up and, and scroll and uh, just kind of see what everybody was about. I don't really, I don't, I don't need to know what everybody's about anymore. I don't have any interest in it. Good for you. I got, um, I did a thing where I, I used to scroll on um, through like stories on Instagram in bed before I go to sleep. I think that uh, a lot of people are like that. A, I'm about those blue light goggles these days. So like I'm trying to, to, to really limit how much stuff like that I'm seeing anyway. But before the pandemic, I'd gotten into the habit of when I get home from work, which is late at night, no more Instagram. So I would sit and I'd get to my apartment and I would sit in my driveway for like, five minutes just like scrolling through stories or whatever and then i'd be like all right all done but even now now i don't get home and sit in my driveway 
So I right. just don't go on Instagram as much, which Twitter basically now exists for me to make stupid fucking observations and, and uh, like stupid jokes and just tweet out the link to my Twitch. So that like 40 people can watch me play Call of Duty. That's all it exists for. At this Yo, point. you are a, you are a, a Twitch boy now. I am. You're a full blown Twitch boy. I fucking love it, dude. It's I love it too. I don't know anything about like I'm. I'm not good at it, uh, yeah. but like I fucking love it. And there's like a community there, and they're the nicest people. They're nicer than any other. <laughs> yeah, online. like it's it's awesome to be on Twitch. Like Twitch has replaced Twitter for me, where like I like being there, and the people are like positive and very supportive. And that's just not the case with Twitter anymore. So see, uh, there's a ch- that has replaced twitter for me as well you have uh, twitch and you have titch talk <laughs> nah i think i think i might go back on uh sunday church oh, no <laughs> like maybe like as i were having this conversation i'm like maybe i'll get into church i considered i I mean, you you did a good job, like sort of selling me, like, "Hey, should I?" Should I oh, dude, I'm I'm telling you that that felt it. It really made me feel great, and I I don't know. This is all very new to me. Things are moving so fast. Um, is there a church like, where they like just don't talk about the God stuff, like where they don't talk about like the Bible and all these made up characters? So that's the thing. I don't want to offend anybody, but I do not. I I do not believe that, and I feel like I would not be welcome in church for not believing it but like i, I just want to hear like the life of like sort of like positivity right i'm a fan of positivity and uh and community really and even yeah. though this was just a stream of of just like one person and uh there were musicians it just it made me feel and i that there were comments and people were saying like um like i really identify with with this thing that you just said and I was like, this is so great. Like, this is making this is making me feel good. But it's, I don't know, maybe various places, there's like a family of people sitting around. And I, it just, it, it made me feel really, really good. So I, I again, I, I'm, I'm not a religious person. And I don't think, I don't know, I, I, I doubt I'll ever become one. But I'll tell you what, I was very happy for all people who are religious people. And it, it is, I don't know, maybe this will, problematic is the wrong word. Obviously, religion has uh, created many an issue <laughs> Mm-hmm. in the uh, in the world but my little snippet in my well in my half hour and then honestly my my friend who's great at everything i knew he was gonna i knew that his sermon would be excellent it was i felt uh quite good i'll also note i was i was very hungover i was just like lying in my bed as was, one does at church yeah that was so <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh god all right well, but it was yeah you know yeah like uh if we're doing um like stock watch for things in life the stonks on church are on the rise out, like, dave says watch out for church we should we should definitely do like a stonks update because like stonks are back in the fucking <laughs> yeah <laughs> stonks are, are big right now stonks are the, the stonks on stonks are up uh, I love everybody's stonks. everybody's getting into uh like the 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 like whatever the the trading game because uh, day trading yeah because uh that got like a huge boost because no sports so like the sports gamblers were jumping onto to day trading which is and, so funny uh, to me yeah and so i i wouldn't hate doing like a 
uh, a day trading for brunch where we just like talk about the stonks of of random things. Yeah, free so, day like, trading. Church stonks way up. <laughs> what? Does um does Dave Portnoy do a does he do like a daily thing where does he like stream himself day trading? Yeah. Um I don't know if I've seen I think I've seen like clipped things of that, but I'm wondering if there's like a thing that we could do like that where we're just uh doing doing stonks. Just talking about stonks. Are people saying are things. people saying stonks for day trading? No. That's, okay, that's, so, that's belongs to us. I don't know if the I don't know if this has made the, the the podcast, which is funny because there's certainly been times where we're like, we have nothing. What can we freaking talk about? Yeah, we do still keep some stuff, even completely like quite close to the like best. Stupid like stuff like this that like would go on our podcast. We we keep some of some of that stuff to to ourselves. Like we we joke about stonks and we've like we've acknowledged like I'm a big fan of stonks <laughs> Huge. and whatever that stupid meme is. I don't know why this is the first time we've 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 brought it up, but we're into it. So let's yeah, make we stonks a brunch thing. Some stonks, uh, maybe yeah, maybe after every episode we can just say what's like up and down. Yeah, so yeah, stonks up, yeah. Uh, yeah. church, which also up. Who who saw that kind of, Yeah, stonks up. <laughs> All right, so here are the stonks. Number one, stonks. Number two. <laughs> Uh, Phoebe Bridgers, number three, church. Yeah. Um, what's, what's, uh, what's on, what's, oh, down? So, you, you know, know what we have to do? A we song to, that's we, down? What? Is, uh, my, my perception of where insecure ranks among <laughs> HBO true. shows. Uh, we, you know, what we have to do is like, we have to like send out a tweet after each episode with like, uh, st- like daily stonks updates or whatever, or like weekly stonks update, and we have yeah. to have the shorthands. Like you know how they have like oh, the three yes. letter abbreviations. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do that and send out uh, send out the stonks. PBR updates. people be like Paps Lou Ribbon, Phoebe Bridgers, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yes. Uh, uh, also, downward stonks is uh, people's people's physical conditions but you can rectify that with awaken 180 weight loss because when most people try to lose weight they think exercise but that's that's the wrong thing because whether you actually start exercising or not the results are normally the same either way i say the same because losing weight is all about nutrition with awaken 180 weight loss you'll receive a customized nutrition plan weekly one-on-one coaching and the option to receive 80 percent of your daily foods to help you lose weight for uh, help you lose weight your first week and each week after until you're down to your ideal weight. During your weight loss transformation, you'll be gaining the tools to know what and how to eat so you can keep that weight off for the long term. As always, Awaken 180 will provide you free support for life. It's worked for Cedric Maxwell, Scott Zolak, Dan Ray, Kyle Draper, Andy Gresh, and thousands of others. Now it's your turn. Call the long-term solution for weight loss and the official weight loss program of the Boston Red Sox, Awaken 180 Weight Loss, online at awaken180weightloss.com. I'll tell you what, no one's ever cared when I give my little updates of like, oh, I've gained weight, or like, hey, I'm, I'm trying to lose weight. Mm-hmm. It's been so easy dropping weight <laughs> these last couple of weeks. Why? Because we're home all the time and you can go outside. Like if I had to work a regular schedule, maybe it would be tough. 
But I just get up no matter when I get up, even if I sleep late, just go for a run, go for a walk or whatever, eat like eggs and chicken for most of your meals and you're fine. Like it's, it's also very easy to lose weight when you've gained enough weight that it kind of melts off easily. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm in that kind of honeymoon period. I lost like 10 pounds in like a week and a half. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of people would have issue like with that because they're, they're While still drinking home. beer, by the way. <laughs> a lot of people just like just don't eat super healthy when they're stuck at home. And oh yeah, have nothing the, else to do. That's like, what I was doing at the beginning. All all yeah. I had to do was so basically stop doing that. Your trick, yeah, your trick was like you hot tubbed yourself. You oh, hot tubbed no yourself doubt. with weight. With weight, but you, but it's not going to work because I'm going to get. I still have to lose some weight before I'm back to where I was pre-COVID. Which is hilarious. I think I said that on the live stream, uh, What's Cooking? Like, how cool is this? I lost 10 pounds, and I'm st- I've am still gained weight <laughs> during COVID. Um, but it, it, it won't work as a hot tub thing because I'll have left looking one way, and if I come back looking the same way, no one's going to notice any difference. So I'm going to, I don't know, maybe I'll have to get like a little below what I was before. To be like, uh, man. Also a down, uh, down stonk. Uh, I hate to say it. Uh oh. My hairline, dude. My hairline is going. Uh oh. Yeah, I'm fucking dreading it. And like, you got that? I, I'm in the shower, Jerry Rice look. Yeah, and like late uh, in the shower lately, I've been like running my hands through my hair, and dude, a lot of hair. I don't know if it's just because my oh. hair is a lot longer. I think it's because you yeah, no I, I, that that happens all the time. I think that that you just you're thinking about it now, so now you notice it. It's but in my head. That that always happens. No pun intended. It is that always happens when you run your hair through the dude. Especially you notice it more too when your hair is longer because when it falls down, there's like bigger clumps of it. Yeah. But I used to be like that too. I'd go to get a haircut and I'd be like, "Tell me, doc, is is it over?" And he'd be like, "I'm a." I'm a hairdresser, <laughs> not a doctor. And I'd be like, you can say it. Is my hair thinning? And they're like, dude, you have wires on your head. You have like <laughs> the thickest, fullest hair in the world. And I'm like, you just tell me. I might, be, I might be okay. Like my hairline is definitely going, but my hair itself is still pretty solid. Nice. So I'm, I'm fucking worried about it though. Like I, we've discussed this plenty of times, but my hair... It's important to me. I don't want to lose Same. my hair. Oh, the second the, the second I have confirmation from a, a doctor, hairdresser, whomever, that something is starting to look different, I'm like, okay, well, then I'm getting them. Get, yep, hitting them up. Although I think that you're not allowed to get that until it reaches a certain point. So that will stink. That's like nope. um, that's like uh, Accutane. They won't let you go on Accutane until like you've tried everything to fix your acne. Uh, and like, it just gets so bad that like, you have no other real options. Wouldn't know. It's like game of Thrones to me. Yeah. Well, isn't that fucking nice Perfect for skin. you? I went to Sephora today, picked up some, uh, I re-upped my under eye cream. I have gotten back into that. I've, uh, I stopped doing everything, man. I was just eating bagels and pasta every day putting on weight like crazy, doing a lot of ice cream, doing a lot of beer. And also not, I just gave up on like my skin regimen, the whole nine. And it was really looking like hell. 
And I could never give up on the skin regimen. Like even in, in my worst days during quarantine, I never even thought about like, about just mailing it in on the skin routine. I still was buying like my $80 face moisturizer because like, it's just like uh, when my skin is bad, everything is bad. Yeah. It's, like I, I can't be confident in anything. I just feel terrible. So, um, yeah, I, I feel good. I never let the skin go bad. And like, it's also a thing where like I put in my fucking work to get this skin. I went on Accutane. I fucking suffered. So yeah. I'm, I'm not taking any steps back there. Um, I have done a bit of shopping. I've been texting you some stuff. I'm starting to shop for, uh, like NHL merch just because I miss oh, hockey yeah. so much. And I just like want, I want hockey stuff to wear in the summer, which is so stupid. So I got like, like a Leon dry saddle shirt the other day. I'm like searching for vintage, um, like NHL stuff. I just love Red Wings merchandise. So I'm buying a lot of that and that's becoming my new kind of nervous way or like way to spend nervous energy just it's buying logo and hockey so it is great i'll tell you this though do you remember recently we were talking about not on the podcast uh shout out our friendship that uh <laughs> mitchell and ness has sales all the time and stuff mm-hmm. and i was like yo i think i'm gonna get into getting shorts whenever they have sales like that and you were anti you were like stupid nah don't do it yeah, get like a get it guy get a jersey or don't get anything i saw a friend the other day and he was wearing some dope ass umass shorts and i was like yo those are very nice shorts where'd you get them and he was like this is gonna sound really dumb but i've gotten into like sports shorts recently and i was like yo what the fuck i was trying to do that and he was like he said they're like oh totally cocked he (laughs) said there were there's like a website and everything that does like drops on like especially like it sounded like sneaker culture like especially cool sports shorts i was like oh man can i give me that login man, <laughs> please so i don't know tbd i maybe we should make we don't make like brunch basketball shorts i don't know if we could do that if, if we did good if we did i would buy them in every color i uh i've i thought about being like out on basketball jerseys which is for anybody who knows me that's crazy that's a change because, man yeah um but i I've decided that I'm not going to let the like the college bros take basketball jerseys away from me cuz like my biggest fear is that if I You've wear already a basketball lost the American jersey, flag. Yeah, like and my biggest fear about wearing college basketball jerseys or basketball jerseys is that like they're just associated with like douchebag college bros now that yeah. like and like I know I'm an adult and and like I just don't want people to look at me and be like bro. And so but I love basketball jerseys so much that I don't want them to take that away from me. And I think that like, so the positive to come out of me losing so much muscle during quarantine, because I haven't worked out at all is that like, I look less like a bro. I just look like a fucking skinny adult nerd. Right. So like, I think I can be back in on basketball jerseys and not look like a total D bag. All right. So here's my read on that. And it's the same reason. I think that uh, Dan Katz is one of the most important people on the planet. Mm Mm-hmm. You are you, and you are who you are, and I know how you are, and I think that, that you are a good you are a good member of society. And I think that you're, for lack of a better term, you're like a good role model for like kids who might oh, think gosh. that you're cool. <laughs> okay. So 
I think that it is a good thing to have some to have someone who looks like a person wearing a college basketball jersey and sunglasses and everything in a red solo cup. I think that it is important that that can be the look of a good person and a productive person. And I'm not saying that college bros are bad people. Of course I'm saying like a lot of them are <laughs> right. There, there, there are some like <clears throat> they're good people in training, right? There, there are some associations with that, that like you don't, you don't want to, I don't know. Like I, I will say that like, you're not like party all the time. All I care about is partying, which again, like it's not the worst thing in the world, but I think that it's important that that look isn't, just uh this type of person and the 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 tie into to dan katz is i think that he's a good example for i think that there's probably a lot of kids who listen to to pardon my take the way that i don't know like kids probably listen to dane cook uh in in a a thousand years ago and instead of being like oh i want to be like this i want to i don't know make crude jokes which now i think that we can say uh are are offensive to be like hey i want to be like this guy who who's like, like comedic angle evil. is silliness yeah you know? and like even-headed and and all right like, just does like a lot of like wholesome good things it all goes back to the gillette commercial man i fucked with that commercial heavily yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna reclaim basketball jerseys i'm not giving up on them also i i'm a i'm starting to become a baseball jersey guy like a retro cool. baseball jersey button up. Do you get a Do- Do you get a Dodgers jersey? There's something very musical about those things. I don't know. If I you know heard. you you love to say that. No, uh, I have two. I only have two baseball jerseys in my collection right now, but I'm very excited about them. I have. I have two. I have a, a Manny Ramirez jersey and a Carlton Fisk jersey. Oh, okay. I wouldn't. I wouldn't kick a. Uh, I wouldn't kick a, a a jersey out of bed. I'll tell you what. It would be a. Uh, it would be a Dodgers jersey because <laughs> it's very musical. What I do have you a, have? And what do you I want? Have, I have a Michael Jordan uh, White Sox jersey. Cool. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have a Pedro Martinez um, blue, like the navy blue with the red stripes. Basically, I think yep. it was like the batting practice or something jersey. Yep. I love um, the like colorful baseball jerseys, not white, not gray. I like the colors and I like the, like the striping on the sleeves. And I do love like a good mesh baseball Jersey, like the, the V neck. Oh yeah. Style. Like that is my wheelhouse for baseball jerseys. So uh, I'm going to look around. Um, I'd love I mean, to get like a, I don't know. I, I don't know who I'm going to get, but I, I love, that style i got a uh and i'd had my eye on this for a while i just forgotten about it the sharks and warriors did a like some sort of crossover promotional jersey mm-hmm. so it was a hockey jersey that was the sharks logo in yeah i have that old with the yeah. blue you yeah, have, have that i have it yeah really yeah oh, did this happen where i said i wanted it and then you Tweet about it and someone gave it to you. Is that was that what that That's was? Probably exactly what happened. Yeah, somebody it, sent it to me. Oh wow! How is it? Um, I distorted it. Oh, it, it's uh, it's good. It's it's a little big for me, but it's um, it's not like as thick as a regular hockey jersey. It's more breathable. Exactly what I want. 
yeah, so he'll be happy with it. Yeah, I. Uh, so I initially when they first came out, people were reselling them for a crazy amount, and most of them that were getting resold were XLs. But I was able to get one in medium, and nice. I'm quite. Did you get the white one or the? I got the blue one. Blue one. Okay, I have the white one. So nice. Next time we go to like a music festival in ten years, we can wear. Be matching a home and away action. Super cool. Um, yeah. So I, I'm just getting like NHL stuff. I guess that's kind of that's my my bag right now. I'm just so bored. But I don't know. Uh, well, if you're bored, there's no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partner, Bet Online. Sports are slowly making their way back with the UFC, NASCAR, soccer. Um, we're going to have baseball. Apparently the NHL might come back in. who knows, maybe none of these will come back and <laughs> maybe they'll all go away because some States are being stupid. Uh, bet online has all the best odds and lines for upcoming matches this weekend and every weekend. If you need more bet online also has simulated NFL, NBA and UFC happening every day live for you to check out. And if you're looking for something other than sports, maybe you're not into sports, Bet Online has hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and all the best props in the business as well. So visit betonline.ag or use your mobile device and join now to receive your new welcome bonus and start playing today. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Very, very rad. Should we talk about the I think you should have left? Well, you're going to have to talk about it. I think you should have left because I haven't seen it yet. Um, I'm still interested in it, but I think that this is a good opportunity for DJ Explains the movie. Okay. Uh, I'll say I'd, I'd be careful with yet on that. On the, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> oh, really? I don't know if you need, I don't know if you need to. Okay. It's, um, I got that vibe from you when I asked because um, we were both going to see it. We were both kind of high on like, being able to discuss this movie and i asked you and you're like yeah i watched it and <laughs> and i was like should i watch it for the for this week's episode and you're like yeah whatever <laughs> so i, I was just, like if you'd like to but 20 dollars, like i don't understand if you wanted to save the money i don't know it's uh, it, it was tough to, to get through my brain because on one hand it's a blumhouse movie and on the other hand it's like kevin spacey and oh Amanda, bacon I'm nope, get it's this. Kevin Bacon. Oh, it's Kevin whoa. Bacon. Yikes. Hey, it's Kevin Bacon. Let's not let's not slander the movie too bad. Church would understand that mistake. <laughs> if I had tweeted that, ugh. Uh, what if Kevin Bacon was great in it and you were like, Kevin Spacey was awesome ugh. in this movie? Okay. Uh, <laughs> it's Kevin Bacon and Amanda Seyfried, nailed it, in a thriller. So when you think of it that way, you're like, oh, I'm kind of excited. See what this could be. But then you remember, you're like, it's a Blumhouse movie. And those are typically just kind of stupid. Eh, hit or miss. Uh, right. Like easy peasy, kind of scary-ish movies. And that's really all it was. So Kevin Bacon stars as a man who is uh, married to an actress. And Amanda Seyfried is his wife. It was probably easier way I could have just said that, but uh, he, they have a daughter together, and he like swings by her set, and he wants to to see her work, and they're very weird about letting him in, and the security guy is super weird, and he's like, "What's your name?" 
and who you're here to see. And they really, they, they're really annoying with him. They finally let him in. And he says, this year, well, your security guard recognized me. And she's like, oh, honey, it's not a big deal. Don't worry about it. And they talk about like, let's just get out of here. You work so much. Let's go on vacation. So they rent a house somewhere in Europe. I forget where. And when they go to, he picks up supplies, goes to pick up supplies somewhere. And the guy's kind of being rude to him there. And Kevin Bacon is like, damn, the guy even recognized me here too. And he's got, he's a little jealous or suspicious of his wife that maybe she's up to something. He's always checking her phone and stuff. And wait, why would they recognize him? So it's you thinking, you're like, what is he, man? Is he, is he famous? So What's he thinks that people are recognize him and they're being rude to him. So he might, did he do something wrong? Being a little cold to him because they've recognized him. So you're thinking, did he do something wrong? Yeah, that's what exactly happened? what I'm thinking here. And he thinks so. He thinks that Amanda uh, Seifert is cheating on him or is suspicious a little bit. Yeah, he's a little suspicious. Like, oh, what's going on here? And I'll tell you, I'm the viewer, and I'm thinking, what's going on here? Same. I got some of the same questions as, as them. Now, I think he understands why he's being recognized, but I'm like, why haven't you told me? Now, the daughter, just like me, she says to Amanda Seyfried, they go on a little walk together. She says, how come people hate dad? She's like, yo, what are you talking about? She's like, he keeps saying, you, you guys always talk about people recognizing him. Why do people hate dad? She says, well, your dad was a uh, very rich, successful banker. And he was married before me. And he's kind of on his Cliff Booth shit. People think that he killed his wife, essentially. And she says it very delicately, like his wife died and, but, and it was an accident. So people thought that maybe he killed her and the daughter's like, but did he? She says, of course not. So I'm thinking. Definitely. 50, 50, 50, 50, which the the stats aren't right. And people used to get mad at me in poker. I would do this. If someone went all in and everybody else folded, I would always call and I would, Say no matter what I had, because I was like 50 50 chance, I win. Yeah, it's either, like you either win or you lose. Either you're going to win or I'm going to win. Yeah. They're like, that's not, yeah, that's not how this works. Yeah. It's the, this person has math nerds would be furious. Eh? Right. It's based on the, 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 the cards and all these things. And I was like, right. But one <laughs> of two people is going to win. So 50% chance, me 50%. And so, like, unfairly with that sort of thing, I was like, all right, even if I don't know like the, the details of this, but for the viewers' purposes, 50-50. Either mm-hmm. he either didn't kill kill her or he did. But she said it was uh televised. So it was a big trial and it was a big famous trial, and uh everybody knew about it, which no offense. That's uh, that sounds like a tragic thing that his wife died and everything, but I was like, why was it like a big national story? That- hey, a fucking banker. Nobody cares about bankers that much. Like, I don't know, like, un- unfortunately, like, th- there are m- murder cases all the time throughout the country. And I was like, I, I don't know, it wasn't explained why this was a uh, big televised thing. So I don't know, yeah, maybe he was like a famous banker. Maybe he was like a, I don't know, maybe, who, who knows? Anyway, 
point is people think that he killed his wife and he got off and he's getting judged for it all the time. So he's quite suspicious checking her phone about maybe she's cheating on him. And, uh, in a, he's checking her phone and he sees that there's nothing. She is a great wife and he is being, she's clean. She's clean. She's clean. And he's being, uh, hella, hella weird for no reason. Paranoid. Yeah. Now, when they go to bed, some weird stuff happens. Like he goes to turn off the lights or something in the house. And it says that it's like 930 when he gets back to the bedroom, because they're planning on having sex with each other because since they're married, mm. he gets back to the bedroom already to have sex. She's out like a light. And he's like, yo, you fell asleep. What the heck's going on? And she's like, I don't know. It's weird. Then he goes to bed, shows the clock. It's like four in the morning. So a lot of time elapsed there. So Mm -hmm. something is going on with this house. It's weird. Now they start to realize bit by bit, weird things are going on in this house. There's some spirits or something's going on. They're not fans of the house. He, they're like, maybe we'll get out of here soon. Who knows? She's, she's always on her phone. She's always playing on her phone. And they argue about that sometimes. He, she's a real screen junkie, right? Screen junkie for sure. Mm-hmm. She's uh, playing with the daughter outside, and he's looking. Oh, I fu- should I should say this? He journals. He oh, journals. what a nerd! And one of the weird things about the house, he found in his journal, in big writing, somebody wrote, "Get out of this house. Do not stay." Did they write? You should have left. So, no, although there is a good you should have left that comes okay. up. There's okay. like a, it's like carved, it's like a frantic, somebody frantically wrote like, get out. Mm-hmm. And he's like, did you write in my journal this whole thing? She's like, no, dude, it's, I'm, I'm not going to invade your, touch your like that. Touch your freaking diary guy. No, whatever. If you, people want a journal, who, who cares? Um, she, uh, she's outside with the daughter playing around. And for all, he's stressed about all these things, but he just looks at her. She's on her phone and the girl's running around and he's like, you know what? I got a good family here. Like, this is nice. So he texts her. uh, He texts her. You two are cute. She's staying on her phone. Doesn't get it. Doesn't get it. And then she, he hears the vibration it's a different phone. She got two phones, man. Mm-hmm. She got two phones. Mm-hmm. Confronts her about it. Oh, yeah, she's cheating. Oh, man. Big time. Oh. So he's like, who's it with? She's like, it's with this guy. And he's like, and he's here. And she's like, what? What are you talking about? He's in New York. He's got big meetings. That turns into some a fight that could have been trimmed. He's like, oh, yeah, he's got big meetings. Well, like, did, that didn't matter. <laughs> yeah. I guess it didn't matter that I uh, told it either. But... Uh, so he's like, get out of here. Scram lady. We're done. So she leaves as she's driving away. He yells, do you have all your phones? Pretty good. Pretty good line. Pretty good. Nice. nice, Uh, walk off bar. Pretty good. Right. Like did the father John Misty lick the finger, (laughs) like point to the, the, all right. Nailed it. So he's in the house with the daughter. Now things are getting hella weird in the house. A lot of spirits, a lot of, a lot of weird stuff going on. Is this on. where the tape measuring Balls. comes into play? And he says, you know what? 
I'm about to tape measure. I'm about to bang out this tape measure. <laughs> and he does say when he for when they first get to the house, he says, "Wow, it looks uh, so much." What do you say? It's so much bigger inside than yeah. than it looks outside, which is the obvious, the, the opposite of it, because there could be like walls and stuff and secret rooms or whatever. But like, no, it's the opposite. So measures it. Says this is weird. A lot of stuff going on. He. They're like, all right, we're getting out of here. We got to walk like four miles down this hill and up to wherever to get to like the bottom. And it's really foggy and everything. But they're like, let's, we, we got to do it. So they leave. And as they're walking away, the daughter says, uh, Daddy, there's a man in the house. And they look at the house and there's someone standing there. You see the figure. So, so they're like, let's get the heck out of here they walked four miles they just got all right we just gotta get up over this little hill and then we're gonna be there they get up to the top of the hill guess where they are back at the house back at the house it's at the house they walked all the way down they can't escape the house the house is there they can't escape it and that's what he eventually realizes he can't escape the place because the house is a place where people with demons end up and it's their own demons facing them or something now like that version of himself or whatever his demons whatever the bad guy blah blah blah, that's what that figure was in the house that was him and they show they re-show a bunch of the scenes and this guy's there he's he's back there seeing it all unfold realizing like all this crazy stuff's going on Yes, if you're confused, I'm pretty sure it's some like multiple universe timeline stuff, which oh, breaks oh. the number one rule. Yeah. Sucks. But he like after he's done journaling, he runs over. I, like after he sees himself get up and walk away from the journal, he runs over and like writes like get out. Like this is, this uh, place is bad. Eventually, he's warning himself basically. Right. Eventually, he gets through the night, and uh, he calls for. Amanda Seyfried to come back and get the daughter. And she's like, what's going on? He's like, I need you to leave. Uh, she's got to go. You got to bring the daughter with you. This is where I have to be because I killed my wife. Mm. She's like, what? And then he says, he was like, she does. She drowned in the bathtub while she was on drugs. He said mm-hmm. he walked in as she was dying. He didn't save her. Sort of like a, a Walter White Jane situation. Mm-hmm. And uh, she says, what? And he says, yeah, I could have stopped her, but I was just so miserable. And I, it was such a bad relationship. I was so miserable. I should have left, but I didn't. Mm. And he stayed and you're like, oh, okay. That's where the you should have left thing. And, and that's the end of it. He stays there. I, I hope, I, I really hope you understand from my description of the movie, I didn't totally get it. Like I don't, there's no, it's like an open end conclusion where we don't know, really know what happens to him. He just stays in the house. He just stays there. And that's the, and the the people, the guy that, uh, the guy at the shop that was like, Ooh, so you're in this house. He was saying some stuff of like, so some such and such chose you or like the house chose you. And he's like, yo, what are you talking about? I just trying to buy some eggs, but that's the, uh, the gist of it. Like, bad people or things people who have done bad things and that certainly qualifies as a bad thing end up there and uh they got to face their demons but i was wondering i was like yo was there a was there a version of amanda seyfried there 
because she was obviously no, yeah, no, nowhere right. near as bad. But I mean, if they're, I, you're, you're allowed to believe this is supposed to be a monogamous marriage. Right. So like when she goes back to get to get the child, does she like leave? Yeah. They, okay. they drive she, away. She successfully leaves. Right. All right. Well, that would have been a better ending. Is that like she tries to leave and she can't because now she's in the house too. That's true. But then we would have gotten into the conversation of like, all right, yeah, you're not supposed to, if, if, you, if you're not in a polyamorous marriage, you're not, or in a polyamorous yeah. relationship, you're not supposed to see people outside of your relationship. But like he killed somebody. <laughs> <So Yeah>. Like, <laughs> like well, why, why are they getting the same sentence? Yeah. It should be like, I don't know, she should get like her foot stuck in the mud or something like that <laughs> for a, a couple of minutes. She gets Rel- burned by the stove, like slightly. Right, so some, something she'll overcome. So that's that movie. And uh, yeah, I would say like Stonk on Blumhouse, probably roughly the same. It's yeah. a Blumhouse movie. Breaking even. Yeah, it wasn't... I don't know. It, it, it took itself a little more seriously than your... Um, than your uh, shoe what was the like a truth or dare? Or... Yeah, yeah. The 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 it, it wasn't Lucy Hale Blumhouse. I'll yeah. say that. So this pre- this did pre- seem like it presented itself as like a parasite esque Blumhouse movie, right? It seemed to be going more for like the Invisible Man sort mm-hmm. of thing, which the Invisible Man was. I mean, that was a ridiculous movie as well. But mm-hmm. uh, the, the 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 somewhat serious thriller versus the like. You're supposed to laugh at how dumb this is that that might accompany Fantasy Island or um or or films of the Lucy Hale ilk. Okay. Well, this is an episode of the podcast. I thought this went great. How'd you think the podcast went today? Uh stonks on the podcast. Um yeah, I thought it was a a, a good a good episode. I would say like stonk like br- stonk on brunch for me. Very, very much pointing up. Very yeah. much pointing up. And what's cooking is a big part of that. So tune in on Friday, Friday at 9 p.m. on Twitch, twitch.tv slash pblackburn. Go there at 9 p.m. Listen to Dane cook with us. Let's make some jokes. Have a couple drinks if you want. Let's just have a good time. Put him up front the whole ice like Maple Leafs. That's the hockey team, and I ain't no no hockey team, but I'm a champion. Where's the fucking hockey team? <laughs>